Yeah, that's a good way to, to kick it off. Give me a deep dive on this. This is a um, quick, 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 quick deep dive. It's about uh, two best friends, both African-American guys, who one of them has lost, his his family has lost their sort of uh, uh, home that they've had for 50 or 60 years, and they're tr- he's trying to get it back slowly throughout the course of the movie, and he also takes care of the home even though he doesn't live there anymore, and different people live there because they don't take care of the house. They're a bunch of kind of like yuppies, and so... It's about, you okay. know, and the guy basically uses the house as a reason to live and taking care of the house. And then it's about, like, kind of what happens if he can't get the house back. Will he have a nervous breakdown? Will he, like, remove himself from society? Will he maybe kill himself? And so this house has given him a reason to live. And it's about okay. how he's kind of pushed out marginally from society because of the situation he's in. All right. That's cool. Yeah. All right. We'll check that out. Check um, it out at local it, indie do, theaters. Do you have any idea off the top, like, what outlets is it available on? Like, can I stream it somewhere? Can I watch it somewhere? Um, I don't think it's available for streaming quite yet. It just came out June, like, 9th okay. or something like that in uh, in theaters. It's in, as Laserbeam said, it's in um, light. It's in art house theaters across the country right now. It's yeah. playing so at independent you know, film. Independent, it's an independent yeah. film. Yeah. It was. It won a bunch of awards at Sundance. Is it, is it playing at Amherst right now? Yeah, it's playing yeah. at Amherst oh, Cinema. That's I where I saw it. If you're in the five college yeah. area. Yeah. And it's like it's really it's a really good portrait of sort of what a lot of young black people, particularly young black men, are up against in the urban environment. And it's a lot about how the world tries to box you in and make you one thing, even though you don't want to be that thing and you want to try and be something different. And it's like, how do you get to define your identity or does the world get to define your identity? And so. Yeah, that's so. a, damn, now that's deep. Yeah, it's um, a good film, check it out. Last Black Man in San Francisco. But we back, man, we back like the Begin Podcast Can Only Be, um, mm-hmm. back from SDCC. Um, 2019. 2019, we in the building, you know what I'm saying? It's your boy Catalyst, and we're yep. coming back at you. I'm super excited today, because uh, anytime we get to talk about anything horror-related, it's right up my alley. Um, I got some of the crew with me. Um, I'm going to go weird. I'm going to go behind me. Who I got right back here? It's your boy Double Black in the building, fresh back off the plane from the Pacific Coast, the West Coast. Uh, just jumping back in here, right on it for you people. Trying to give you guys the information to your ears, fresh off the plane. And then after him, I got... Laser Beam, the Taco <clears throat> Master Supreme. The Taco Master Supreme? Yeah. That's, this dude I, I loves tacos. Good tacos. This, like, guy, got, this guy, Taco. When we were taco out there, he was messing with those fish tacos and stuff. You were? You was pescatarian? Yeah, exactly. yeah pescatarian. Hell exactly. yeah. yeah. He was yelping best I, fish tacos in San Diego. Okay. I respect it. I respect it 100%. But today we're going to talk about Midsummer. Uh, 
Ari Oster's newest film. He is the director who also made Hereditary, and he's kind of made a bunch of uh, noise in the horror industry. Um, some people think it's a little unwarranted. Some people think it's it's rightfully so. Um, but today we're going to talk about our opinion. Um, and uh, yeah, Midsummer. So uh, we missing some of the crew. Um, but to be honest, they didn't see the movie anyway. So it's cool. Um, yeah. We miss you. Uh, Shout out to Core Winder and We Force. miss you, Core Winder. Wish you guys um, here. But yeah, let's get into it, man. So Midsummer, Ari Oster's newest film. Uh, it it's is going to do spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yes, spoiler yes, alert. Yes. Movie's been out for a little bit, but uh, this might inspire you to go see it because it's a, a, a lesser known one, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, Midsummer, <laughs> the noises <laughs> laser beam is making. <laughs> um, this movie is about a, a group of grad students who uh, have a friend who is from the Swedish. Was it the Alps? It's the northern region of the of, of Sweden. No, it's the Alps the, are in Central oh, Europe. Oh, the Alps are okay. in Central right. Europe. My geography he's, he's, is he's not just my like from. Subject, admit, yeah, he's just from the northern part of Sweden, like the upper yeah, peninsula. Yeah, he's in. He's in like yeah. obscure rural yeah. Sweden. Um, so uh, they plan on going with him to uh, visit Europe and uh, kind of travel and get their, their experiences under their belt and go to a little-known Swedish festival uh, called the Midsummer Celebration in uh, northern Sweden. Uh, so the group tries to travel. It was supposed to be a group of uh, fellas, and it was supposed to be like a man trip across Europe. Mm-hmm. And we end up being introduced to our female protagonist, who is probably the most important character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through general circumstances uh, uh, if you've ever been in a relationship she ends up being incorporated in their plans as well um, and they begin to take her you quickly I guess kind of feel something's not right about this this is not going to be the best trip uh, and they travel across the seas her um, name is Danny Danny yes Danny, uh, yeah, Danielle a, but Danielle, they call her Danny, they call her Danny. Um, shout out to Danny by the way uh, <laughs> um, but yes, we love you, Danny. yeah, we love you. Uh, so this young lady uh, ends up uh, going on a trip with uh, her boyfriend and his three friends, plus the guy that is from Sweden. Right? That's that's he's one of the friends. He's one of the friends. So he's one of the three friends. It's it's, it's five guys and because he's right? a fellow Six grad student. No, it's just four guys and her. Four guys and her. Okay, yeah. four guys and her all together, uh, and they end up going to northern Sweden. Uh, mm-hmm. And when they get there. They quickly are given many drugs. Uh, it's supposed to be psychedelics. A yeah, flag mushrooms. Flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Red flag 100%. on the field. <laughs> um, they they start taking hallucinogens. They 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 get enamored with the the uh, beauty of the nature that they're in and things like this. And it's a very remote rural place, and um, that's like a half a day drives from the, like the nearest city or or something like that. It's very I gotta remote. hit you with a big part of what's going on in the movie right now. Okay, uh, go for it. Essentially. Uh, again, I don't. I like to. I like to uh, talk a lot. Um, uh, in the world on this planet Earth, the farther uh, north you get, or the farther south you get, the summers are the days are very long, and the win- and the winters the nights are very long. Yes. So in this part of the world, during the midsummer, uh, a day lasts. Uh, sunlight lasts a very long, very long time. So that's a big part of the movie. That's a big part of this setting. And everything. Yeah, it's like very large 11 p.m. at night, and it's still like the sun is up. There's only like a few m- minutes or hours they say. I was gonna say they of, make a of, comment where of, there's yeah. only two hours of nighttime, of nighttime. every day. Yeah, every day. Uh, 
That's but, a big factor. Yeah, it's a large factor, but you're quite unsure of. Yep. If it has to do with the drugs or if it has to do with the actual drug. Yeah. Um, and There's a lot of reality yeah, manipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so um, they quickly find out as they get there, as they start to experience the customs and uh, uh, rituals of this very small society, that things just aren't okay. Um, and one of those things is that they sacrifice their old people. Um, and then it kind of starts to become a downhill roll where they uh, realize that they never wanted to come here in the first place. Um, so, you know, I don't know if there's anything else we should elaborate on other than getting into opinions, but I feel like this movie needs to be experienced. And uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. they. Uh, so the, the main guy that brings them there is one of their grad student friends, and he's from this community, and he's on what they call a summer pilgrimage. The community divides up sort of the lifespan of a human into spring when you're very young summer when you're in your uh it's uh one zero to 18 is spring Every 18, 18 years to 36 a, is yeah, summer it's a, it's a different denomination 36 to 54 there. is fall and then 54 to 72 is um winter and then at 72 you're supposed to actually kill yourself and they see it as a ritual sacrifice to replenish the earth and re re-give back to the earth and it's supposed to be cyclical and yeah, it, it, they have it, this it, whole cyclical nine thing you know nine. they actually explain that too it's more so because they look at culture and they see old people like who suffer before they die as the non-graceful way to yeah. go about passing and instead you can give yourself to the earth right you can you can contribute yourself back to what gave you life Right. Um, so it, it 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 that's how they explain it. I don't know if that's some sadistic shit, but like it, it's not necessarily because of th- yeah. that. It's like they, and they, they would rather a, die yeah. than be an old feeble person in a nursing home. And right. That's like it, kind of what yeah. And they you know they explain that like the way they see our society is barbaric for putting old people. Exactly. They, they in say that homes. in the movie. And yeah. so it's like um it's kind of a situation where. The old people who sac the people who are seventy two once you reach seventy two and you just you you are part of this ritual. It's a great joy for them, you know, to kind of give back to the community and help re enrich the community um, because they believe in these sort of ancient ancient spirits and and uh, I can't necessarily call them gods, but beings that are immortal that kind of look it's, over it's their. It's like Swedish. S- it's like Swedish runic like yeah it's a lot of nordic like runic it's not even like gods I, like they worship like stones and like stuff like yeah that. it's yeah. just like it's kind of like in game of thrones the old gods you know you know the spirits of the forest and the streams and the trees and the wind and the you know you want to sacrifice so they'll be appeased sort of thing um and once they see this they these people jump off a large cliff they kill themselves and then after that like the, as as catalyst said things kind of take even darker turn because the 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 four friends who came don't really didn't expect this and there's some other people who are from outside the village who came and didn't expect this and so um they are very a lot of people are very turned off by this and then like little by little interesting weird things happen that in my opinion should have been red flags but these people were kind of taking drugs and not paying attention and one by one they kind of get picked off and sacrificed so like a lot of them aren't the hugest red flag until later though and i think that's why they become problems but once again you guys are so like that's diligent people i know so you probably wouldn't let it go down yeah i mean that's basically the 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 synopsis is you know four friends go to this midsummer uh, festival in Sweden in a rural part and what they don't realize is that they are being brought in to be a part of this sort of cult like um, 
it's very benevolent at the beginning because the people have a very holistic view of like death isn't horrible and evil it's a part of the necessary uh sort of traditions of life and so they have this like when you first get there they're very happy and joyful and open and you can the people kind of get taken in by that and then they see this sort of like other side where you know people are being sacrificed and people are dying but you know they there's the people in the cult are also sad about that but they're also like this is a part of life so they they kind of welcome the people in and like people are kind of have their guard down and then eventually like one by one a lot of the people in the group are sacrificed and this is a spoiler review except for the last young woman who was the protagonist in the beginning and it's about her kind of finding her place in this new group and new family because again she spoiler was alert with trauma she, she had she lost her family that's yeah. not even a, yeah that's not even a spoiler it's the yeah. first scene yeah it's the first her sister her sister has suffers from really bad uh mental illness and her sister kills herself and her parents uh in the very beginning of the movie with carbon monoxide poisoning from cars and it basically devastates this young woman she loses her sister and her parents in one fell swoop um and it really just sets up the whole situation where she is she was already neurotic yeah she was yeah she she was kind of a mess pushed her over the edge and it pushed her over the edge and so she spends most of the movie not feeling at peace or not feeling uh in place and she's the girlfriend of one of the main characters and he's kind of a douche himself and so they don't really deal with her this trauma really wasn't well. Trying to go, yeah. But. yeah. So anyway, that's the that's the synopsis. So we can get more into the other parts of it. Now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, in my opinion, a masterfully made horror movie. Um, and I sat down in the theater and uh, was just like the whole time from from beginning to end, I just felt uncomfortable. Like you know, like and I feel like that's what good horror movies do. Um, bad horror movies give you a couple of scenes where you're like, whoa, jump scares, crazy stuff, things that are over the top for sensationalism. Mm -hmm. This movie had those scenes where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened on screen. But at the same time, like because of the atmosphere and the way they put it in front of you, you just feel uneasy the whole time. Um, On top of that, like I've never seen a film make you so uncomfortable and it's daylight the entire time. Yeah, darkness is typically one of the things that use uh, for like, fear. Yeah, they rely on darkness. They rely on you can't see. They rely on the fact that you you have to navigate your surroundings more carefully, and that's yeah. those slow stalking scenes and all of that stuff. This movie literally didn't have it had one slow stalking scene, and that scene, to be honest with you, was one of the best scenes in the movie, in my opinion. What? Yes. I'm talking about when the black guy tries to go and get the the ancient I'm scriptures or whatever. Yeah. I'm just being bombastic. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, what I was saying. Yeah, I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. the only scene. That's, that's the only dark darkness. scene. Yeah. That's the only scene where you have the stalking, the like, stalking thing or anything yeah, like, yeah. and a jump scare. Yes, yes, but yeah. what sets it apart is nah. what, no, no, please. no. <laughs> I'm going. I'm keep going. You yeah. ain't gonna stop me. Yeah. But. What sets it apart, man, is first of all, when he turns back around, he sees his friend who hasn't been there for what two days at the time now, like a day or two, like like, longer than you should leave your friend out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, yo, dude, you shouldn't be in here. I'm like, nigga, you shouldn't be in here. Like, what, <laughs> how you gonna tell him not to be in here? You in here. Yeah. And then you come to find out it's his friend's face on someone's face and they cut his whole lower half off. 
and and put it on the on my man's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dick and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they they don't care, son. Like they they really on another plane of like thought. And what sets the scene off for me is when he gets hit with the sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. He's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. He falls on the ground and he moans to like this music that Ari Oster puts in. And that's one of the things he really does well. Like I said, I went back and watched Hereditary and I have a new appreciation for that. And his his music direction is top notch. It's not what you typically would call grimacing music or, or you know, scary stuff. It's not the high pitch pianos and all of that stuff. But it you like you don't feel okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a testament to be said for um, that scene. Like when I saw it the first time, like I got out and I was just like that, that noise he was making over that music just kept resonating with me. And it may be that I'm a sound guy, maybe like, yeah. you know, musician and stuff, but like, man, it, it stuck no, with no, me no. heavy. It stuck so, with me heavy. Yeah. So essentially, uh, um, let me get into it with, with my thing. Go for it. Go for uh, it. Essentially, I'm appreciating everything's catalyst is, 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 is teaching me now. Because essentially, that's like the, uh, one of the differences, and like that's the whole point of this uh, human experience that we have as as people. We all have different perspectives and uh, ways of uh, viewing everything, and so like Catalyst was like right is is attuned to this this musical and sound part of a film, and or at least and how it's like you know synced up and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I am not like my main focus with with film, uh, let's just say that for example, or almost all story, uh, is story and characters, and um, uh, film lives and dies for me on like its characters, primarily, and then like other things come in order, like direction and and, and these kind of things, um, but like the it's the characters and the story is what I mainly focus on and how they interact and are believable as in their acting and their dialogue and um, motivations and so essentially I'm just trapped I'm trapped in myself because I can't like and I'm not impressed with like I, that's not the primary thing like visual things or audio things that happen in a film won't be the like number one to make me like oh this is great like although help that's how you feel about the characters. It's yeah. how real they feel. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. No, I get exactly what you're saying. 100%. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's just, for me, these characters are just coming in uh, okay. They're coming in okay in terms of. Uh, so I don't think every character was supposed to be that deep. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, the only person you're supposed to care about is Danny. And I do. Well, then I think that's uh, a flaw in your movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm like, you're like, yeah, you're saying that, and then I'm like, all right. So I, it's not movie's not that rating that yeah, great for me. I, yeah, you I know, get it. Yeah. But um, every every Ari Aster thing like focuses on some sort of like drastic trauma, like yeah, like on yeah. everything he's done so far. Like yeah, he, he yeah. says he won't do anything scary or uneasy again. So we don't know what he's done. After I don't that. care what he says. But right. Um, <laughs> Care what but, he does. Like, it, I'm done with him. <laughs> it's 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 based on that, and I think in this movie, that you're supposed to grasp on the fact that she's lost so much. Mm-hmm. Like these dudes' trip don't even fucking matter. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that shit is superficial when it comes to everything else this girl has to deal with. And so I can understand why you don't develop those characters because those characters probably haven't been through much. I can tell from Mark's attitude. I don't even want to know what his background is. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't mean nothing. He's spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Mark he, is the, the, the super, the dick super bag dick that he back. peed on the ancient tree. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's that the typical, yeah. what a lot of people see as American sort of white boy sensibility. Yeah. He's very disrespectful. He doesn't take time to learn customs or understand what's going on. He's just here to try and sleep trying with to have as many fun. You know what I'm saying? He's just, beautiful, like, everything is... Swedish woman as he can. He vapes openly, which yeah. annoys a lot of people in, yeah. the, in the film. And so uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll jump into it with my stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. This, go ahead. So, this one, one of, so for me, it's it's a mixed bag of likes and dislikes with this film. I definitely did not like his previous film, Hereditary, but you can listen to our previous uh, yeah, podcast about that. Go back to listen to that. We've been doing it for a while, so we, we, we got that we got that for you. Um, for me, the film is very well put together. Ari Aster is obviously becoming like a master filmmaker in terms of being able to assemble a film and like you know f- the shots like are really well crafted um, and the story has like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and so I can, as a filmmaker or as you know someone who studied film, I understand what he was trying to do. Um, I was very intrigued. I almost didn't. I probably wasn't going to go see this movie but when i read jordan peele's review of it where he was saying it's like the greatest horror movie he's ever seen he he, sh- he showered it with a lot of accolades yeah i and, can't i can't get that and so i was like it's, oh it's maybe it's and then it was picking up a lot of steam like maybe two or three weeks ago um and like because when I, I went to go see it on a tuesday and the theater was packed there was all these and a lot of young people a lot of college age people i um, saw it first day and it was packed yeah mm-hmm. and so you know, he's obviously doing something right. He's obviously tap, tapping into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the things that I liked about the movie were, again, the shots. There's a scene where they're driving into the festival and the camera turns upside down. And I thought that was beautifully done because it's a visual signal. He's a visual yeah. storyteller. So exactly. he's, 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 not, I, he's not an action I, storyteller. Everything just got turned upside and down. And so you like, knew that like they, that's when they're going into the Twilight Zone. That's when they're no, That's a visual cue to tell you that things are going to be different. And I've watched interviews with Ari Aster talking about this film, and for him, this film is a breakup film. Um, the last film, Hereditary, is a film about families and sort of dealing with trauma that don't talk to each other, that don't communicate well, and it's sort of like the breaking apart of the American nuclear family. This film is about a couple that is very codependent and very toxic for each other, not very good for each other, but they, they can't break up because they, they don't, neither person wants to take action. But they, at the same time, they're not really should be together because they're very codependent and toxic. And this film is about that kind of breakup. And it's kind of a, in my opinion, a, um, a, a, a critique on modern relationships, whereas no one wants to be the bad guy. No one wants to pull the trigger. And so relationships that are in a bad place that should end, but no one's done anything super egregious, like cheat on the other person or, you yeah, know, abuse, or, or abuse the person, yeah. but you know you shouldn't be together, but no one wants to be like, I'm the one who wants to end this because then you feel like the bad person. Because both of these characters, the main character, Florence Pugh's character, Danny, and then uh, the Christian, Christian is, is, is yeah, the character's yeah, name. He, uh, her boyfriend are both, you know, she's codependent on him, uh, and he is very sort of like, um, the kind of guy who 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 always shifts blame to other people. Yeah, he's extremely passive aggressive. And he's very yeah, he's very passive aggressive. You know, yeah. um, at one point he basically tries to steal the black character who is 
the black character is basically the scholar. He's the one studying this. He's an anthropologist. He's writing about all the, the rituals they're seeing. He try uh, Christian tries to steal his work and like you know uh, hone in on his work. If um, he didn't die, he he would have successfully stolen. And uh, so Christian is not a good guy. He's not, a, but he's not a horrible. He doesn't beat people up. He's not super verbally abusive, but he's very passive aggressive. Oh, and he's so, a shitbag. Yeah, he, all of so, his morals are set incorrectly. Like, yeah, his actions speak way louder than words, and his actions always right. dictate the kind. And of so this, the whole premise is that they shouldn't be together, but no one pulls the trigger on the relationship. And yeah. so, um, but Danny has felt all this trauma from losing her parents. And he's not really been there for her. He's been there in the sense of like he held, he holds her when she cries, but he ha he doesn't really empathize he with her with her pain. And like he hides yeah. the fact that he's going on this trip until the last minute yeah. from her. And then when he and then he invites her because he doesn't want to have a fight with her. He just invites her and says, "Oh, you can come too." And then doesn't tell his friends until she's like basically like, "Oh, I'm coming." That you know. So he's very just like always like trying to like push blame away from himself and like do things in a very kind of dishonorable way instead of being like this is what i'm thinking this is what i feel this is how this is upsetting me or this is what i want to do he's very like oh i, I told you about this like months ago and and you know and, that was my favorite scene in the movie and so like they bring them to the, oh, the room and, yeah, when yeah. he brings her to the room and, yeah and the, all the friends he's like, are like just he's like just so you know <laughs> i invited like yeah, he's like the just reaction so you know. of each one of those guys is actually really, really good yeah. foretelling yeah. of the characters because everyone Mark is like, what the fuck, and but and it's he's, like, he's like visually, and he's, he's like, can I talk to you? Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Josh, the black character, mm. is just like, like, really, like he's inquisitive <laughs> about it. And he's like yeah. surprised. He's like not really into mm. it. But then like my man, the Swedish character. Mm. He's way into it. Watch mm. his face. Yeah. I went back and watched his face a bunch. Of yeah. He's like happy about it because one, he's into her. He knew he was, she like, was gonna be the next May Queen. Yeah. That's why he I, wants her to be the next May Queen. No, they yeah. they rigged that game at the end. He, oh yeah, she was the May Queen rigged. before. Yeah, she yeah. she sure. was the May Queen before they even. Sure, knew sure. Yeah. But like, I think that's more about him. He brought her to the community. I don't like. I don't know. Maybe maybe he wanted we'll her. And yeah. also, yeah. you know, yeah. my point to bring all that up yeah, is yeah, that like Christian is a d bag, and he's yeah. very well played by the. I forget the actor's name who plays him, but he does a good job of playing this like very Jack Rayner amoral character. Um, and they shouldn't be together, but they are together, and they're breaking up, and that's what the movie is basically about for Mr. Astor, the director. And so, uh, during the course of this film, and 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 when all these things are happening because they're not in a good place and they don't communicate well when bad shit happens they don't deal with it well they don't deal with it as a unit as a team and like looking out for each other they just kind of like shit just kind of happens and they're like he's like i don't know mark left for like you know mark their friend who's the arrogant asshole american he disappears for like two days and no one is no, it asking it was a day before they started asking yeah but i'm saying where can he really go and if we was together and I was like, I'm going over here with this chick, which I wouldn't do. But I'm just saying, like, if I yeah, if I did that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Would you be like, I'm gonna interrupt this motherfucker, make sure? He if I didn't see you for a day, I'd be like, yo, I'd call him up and be like, are you still with the chick? Okay, I get <laughs> yeah. you on that. But like, I would they check can't on call you anybody. They can't do anything like that. They can't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, you said, it's a small community, so I wouldn't. You know, there's no cell service, so you can't call. Yeah. But I would go looking for you. I would be like, yo, I'm gonna go look for Catalyst because I haven't seen him for a day. I don't want to make sure my man is okay. Right, and so, right, and right. that's just the difference between me and these characters. And so, the characters are very one-dimensional, in my opinion. They're very like, um, yeah, mine too. They're very just to set up to be almost tropes. You know, the asshole American, yeah. the really uh, intense scholar, which is Josh, uh, and the you know dickbag boyfriend. Um, 
And so when what Florence Pugh's character Danny finds in this in this film in this community, she actually finds a place for herself where the people accept her trauma and they help because they have a ritual of like when one person experiences trauma, they, they all experience, they all experience <laughs> the trauma together. Yes. When one person they, they, experiences they, joy, they all experience joy, joy together. together. And, and they so, insinuate that they're so deep so, on the hallucinogens, they have a spiritual connection. Yeah, and so yeah. and Ari Aster, I, I watched an interview with him where don't he said that was the whole point is that like you know in our modern society people like people you can come into work and tell people something horrible has happened to you and people are just like oh that's that's terrible you still got that file i need and so you know this society Whoa. is better for using uh for absorbing trauma like what you need when you have something horrible happen to you like losing your parents and your sister is you need people to sit with you and feel that and the, there's a scene where they well, they, 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 it goes Shiva. both ways it goes mm. both ways yeah yeah and so they they excuse end, me Oh, what's up? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So they end up, uh, you know, they have this festival, and at the end of the festival, it's only Danny and Christian are the last people left standing. And again, they have not looked at for the for their friends. And uh, they this there's this redhead young woman who's taken a sexual interest in Christian and wants to mate with him. And there's a whole story about like how she seduces him with. Her period blood and her pubic hair. Yeah, she put the pubic, not the period, but yeah, she put her pubic exactly. hair in in the drink. In love rooms, she, things. She was yeah. In, yeah, she put love rooms under his bed. And then he takes another hallucinogenic drink while Danny is run, doing this like endurance. She dance was doing the May Queen dance for, she was, to become yeah. the May Queen. She's doing this endurance dance it's like thing, the May Queen pageant. Yeah, it's a, and they whoever wins it is is a bunch of women dancing. Where and it's like it a intense. Their feet are moving quickly, yeah. so if you fall and you fall out of the circle of the dancing yeah. women, you're out of the contest to be the May yeah. Queen. And which like is like, and it's last woman on, standing. Dog. Yeah, it's like, like thirty it's women, and and it looks pretty similar. It looks like they um, set it up so Danny would eventually win it. Um, oh, they just, like they like so mm. when you uh, so the second time I saw it, the reason that he goes back and forth between the like traveling feet like like there's traveling feet and then he goes to the faces and he goes to the traveling feet is because there's faces every time and the two girls look at each other and they go mm. smile and then they fall over on purpose uh, like they, they're not even maybe. playing the game for real like they they yeah. rig that thing to the empty yeah i mean they they beat her. I, yeah. I think they really yeah <laughs> they could have beat they've been dancing like mm -hmm. this in swedish forests mm -hmm. for, for 90 years mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah they she yeah, was taught so, by the best she's a michael jordan circle dancers yeah. exactly. you ever seen in your life right. exactly. yeah. it's like the michael jackson of, of yeah. circle dance as Lacey yeah. Beam said. So, like, they would not have fallen. And yeah. so that scene, actually, and all of that stuff, uh, I'll let you finish about them sharing yeah. the, the experience, but um, it, it brings up a big question for me. What happens to all the other May Queens? Because none of them are there. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll he'll make in, a sequel. What happens to the May Queens? In uh, midwinter. In midwinter, mid yeah. And so, and, you know, the part of, I mean, it's this 90-year festival that they do every 90 years, and the number nine is important. But anyway, they are... Um, they what was this? Oh, You're right, it's to share, right, so to share yeah. trauma. And so, what he wanted to say was uh, what I heard him say in the in the interviews was what uh, Danny needed was someone to share her trauma with. And there's a scene like she goes off to do a bunch of May Queen blessing the fields and the fowls and the animals for the new crops or the next season, and they basically hallucinogenically enhance or entice. Her, Christian, her boyfriend, to actually sleep with the, you know, redhead woman, uh, young woman, and it's, you know, he does make the choice to do these things, but he's under heavy uh, uh, drug use at this point and being very much influenced, and I don't, in my opinion, I don't think he can really give consent because he's 
so drugged up he doesn't really understand what's happening and um, agreed and, well, yeah, he and freaks out after he does and originally uh danny wanted christian to come with her but they wouldn't let him go yeah, like you all know. their shit yeah and so like they're not as innocent they have yeah. plans they, they have want plan. things exactly. to happen yeah um they lie you know, to people straight they, up they're lying like, people. oh yeah they, 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 this is people. this is for the ritual yeah exactly yeah. so because yeah. then you know danny comes back and they're like you have to come to this house with us after she's blessed all the fields and stuff and then she hears a lot of moaning coming from another house and she's like well what's that moaning and they're like that's not for you and they don't you know there are times when they do a hard no you can't see this you can't be a part of this and then they're like well maybe you can't see this and then so she goes and sees something that they said she wasn't supposed to see and when she sees this christian that was when she came back with the red head she came yeah. back they and told her came. at first no they yeah. go into the woods she comes back and yeah. it's still going on it's like finishing up and yeah then they're like well you can go see yeah and then she goes and sees and she freaks out and, and she freaks out she and then yeah, and then their very final ritual is that, you know, over the course of this nine-day ceremony, they want to, the number nine is very important to these people. They want to sacrifice nine uh, uh, humans. Uh, humans for their four spirit gods, uh, and uh, the ninth person is always chosen by the May Queen, and it could be someone from their community, or it could be an outsider, and the May Queen gets to choose, and so she has to choose between Christian, because they've already sacrificed Josh, the black dude who was the academic, two other people that got brought in from the UK who were like, this is weird. The two older people got sacrificed, uh, two other people from their community, and Mark. So uh, now we're at eight, and it's like, oh, we're going to either one more person from the community or Christian. And no, they, the May it, Queen. It, it uh, had to be one more person from outside of the society. And it was, in, and they had to pick between her or him. Well, so they do the lottery thing. Yeah, you know, they so do the lottery, was, yeah, and she had to down. choose. The, the ball is for some guy, Mayhar or, or yeah. Grenade He's another guy who comes out of the He's another guy, yeah, and, they, and it says nod to the old lottery, which is the uh, short story about sacrificing off the coast of Ireland on Gaelic islands of, like, people having to be sacrificed to the gods of the sea. So it's a nod to that story, um, short story. But they do a lottery. They pick one guy. And then she has to pick between this guy and her boyfriend, yeah. Christian. And based on just seeing Christian just fuck this woman right before, she chooses Christian. And Christian gets sacrificed. And he, they, he gets the he takes on the totem of the bear, which is, like, their big demon you know, the the whole point of doing this is to, to scare the bear. the bear demon back to the darkness, and it's the dark demon, and they're like, go away, like, don't take, you know, you're not welcome And that's bear. who I felt bad for the most. There's an actual bear. Yeah. Yo, this that they, is locked up the whole time. Yeah, they <laughs> captured a bear, so a right. big grizzly bear. Yeah, the bear and then, is like, yo, And then they gut him, and they put this none of yeah, shit, <laughs> man. Yeah. I was just trying I to look no for some demons. honey. See, I just I wanted some food. honey. I just it's wanted some honey. You guys tricked me he with the honey. And then they and they do their silly Norwegian crap and they kill this this <laughs> bear. Skin yeah. a bear and put they it on and, and put, put it on Christian. Christian. And right. then they light him on fire. They put him in this house <laughs> where the other nine sacrifices the are. <laughs> yeah, the bear. God the bear. damn. God so yeah, that's uh. Um, I mean that's and the, the stuff I liked was again it was well put together, but the stuff I really didn't like is. For me, I'm a lot like Laser Beam in that like the characters and the narrative are the first thing I look for, and if that doesn't hook me, like I appreciate a lot of the visuals and the audios. There's tons of films that I'm like, this is an audio masterpiece. This is a visual uh, uh, masterpiece of cinema. But this film, the characters were so inactive and one-dimensional for me. They were very exactly. reactive. They exactly. never took action to like see this what their what their friends were doing or how their friends so, or yeah. when people were disappearing. And so for me, 
that really took me out of the film and I've watched it twice now and I was just like these people are in my opinion the worst because they don't care about their friends they and don't, that's fair they and don't, that's yeah, and that's fine. I mean, again, it's this very well put together movie. It's just the so characters. You like, guys have never been to a music festival, right? No, no. So, um, yeah, I've been to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I've performed at them. I'm I'm very well experienced in that culture of of that life. Ooh. And and some people do live like that. Like they're they're very one dimensional people. They only care about one thing or one aspect of their personality, and they they don't care about their friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's the way people should be. But you're saying there are but people. There are, like are this. people like that. And so, uh, for, for me, like, not only was it a visual masterpiece, but it said to me, man, like, like this is 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 big on a different level. Like, there's a lot of kids who go to these music festivals and they get pulled into this like. Like, I'm not gonna say it's a cult. It's not that extreme. Ain't nobody getting sacrificed. Ain't nobody. You know what I'm saying? But they they out here and they no. But they, if they, they were they, like for hippies going to this hippie thing, then that's fine. But these are for grad students. They so they got to a, I know uh, tons yeah. of grad students. They go to music festivals and they take mad drugs and shit like that. And that, that might not be them every day. Yeah. But like yeah. they're not the same people that they were when they when were they, at school when uh, they were they were doing those things you know what i'm saying yeah. so like like just yeah, like you guys said fair. like the, the, the drugs like are a big part of this and a yeah, big yeah. aspect of it like just say no to drugs just kids. say no to you know, I, i'm not gonna say that <laughs> say no to random drugs kids say yeah. no to random, <laughs> random drugs. drugs like yeah. this movie said to me i'm never taking nothing from somebody i don't know no. at yeah. a music festival again you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because yeah. you never know what can happen to you, man. Yeah. Like, like anything you put in your system is what your system represents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, or what your system has to, to digest. And so, um, th- now, wow, this is a much more sadistic story and, and a one-off thing. And it, I feel like it's amazing. It, it said that to me, you know? And so, like, I feel like that's why the characters get this, like, one-dimensional. And the only character whose plight you really need to care about is Danny's Because mm-hmm. she's truly going through like a suffering period and when you do drugs in a, a, a very vulnerable and, and suffering yeah, period just, like it's, it's it's intense I just disagree with that fundamentally that is like all this focus on her or just one character the yes, protagonist yes. it's a movie like like yeah. you, you shouldn't expect your She's audience really to be a, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll say that She's for my SJs <laughs> alright so let's uh, let's take it off. to Hereditary or no let's do SJs and, and Star Screams first, first. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay you so, do it laser beam kick it off Okay, uh, so I'm gonna give this movie uh, three SJs and two and a half star screams. Um, it's pretty middle of the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. I figure that's where you're sitting at it. That's, that's like I'm what on. I gave her. Do you have any like final comments or anything? Yeah, yeah that's basically. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in if I if I think of them. Shallow okay. characters. Shallow characters. Yeah. That's just where I'm at. Beautiful I, movie. I pretty, shallow characters. I yeah, get it. yeah, exactly. I get it. I like the f- screen flipping upside down. I like the acting choices. There's a lot of scenes. I've actually watched this movie in a lot of uh, scenes by themselves, and I think the scenes by themselves are really good. But it's just one put together as a whole. Uh, it doesn't really come together completely as a great uh, good film for me as a whole but like dispersed the scenes are very interesting and very good well well done and what have you so yeah that's where i'm at um me i'll do it let's do it go for it all right so 
Um, as far as SJs go, I'm gonna give it five. Um, I don't think I could have enjoyed a horror film much more. There mm-hmm. were some things I disliked, like more than other horror films and stuff like that. Like for example, I've said it in multiple episodes before, Martyrs. I'm giving that a five and a zero because I think it's like as good as you can get as a horror film. Um, but with this man, I'm gonna give it five because I, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, it's it's aesthetically pleasing. I've never seen anything do so much with making someone so easy with sunlight, and I feel like that's just so huge in the genre of horror that you can't deny that. Um, the the gore isn't overt, but it's very unnerving. Um, it's there. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Things are really happening to people, um, and I think that sits in a very uh, high position as far as horror goes, especially today, because most of the gore and stuff we see is lowbrow and and very, very, I don't know, just oh, yeah. just just un- underwhelming. Um, and so uh, five because of that. Uh, Ari Oster totally knows how to set the scene. He knows how to put you in a place where you're not gonna feel great. Uh, especially for an extended period of time. Um, I'm going to give it one and a half star screams. And it's because the first sequences for me, they weren't the most engaging. Um, He did the whole thing where you see like all of the, you know, Northern Swedish like land and architecture with the song. And I thought it was about to kick off heavy after that. And then just to have to deal with an extra 25 to 30 minutes of Danny's like suffering and stuff like that, while relevant to what the film is trying to tell you and stuff like that, man, you could have showed me a scene where the family kills everybody and it's just as poignant. Like you you understand what's happening, you know? Um, So I didn't think they needed to linger as much there. Um, And I know it's supposed to be a movie about a breakup and he's supposed to be, you know, articulating that, but Christian's such a shitbag, you would have seen that anyway. Um, So I give it one and a half because of that, like a a little too much exposition. And then like I was telling the guys earlier, the final sequence leaves it a little too ambiguous because while I know you guys listen to us and love us, not everybody is, is, is watching the movie on that mental scale so like her smiling and the movie going out as her being the may queen leaves it a little unfinished for people um and so most of us can see okay well she becomes the may queen she's gonna stay there like that's her new thing she's become accepted what else does she have anyway etc etc uh but other people just see it as you know well well this movie just went off like what happened um so so because of that but to be honest uh this movie, in my opinion, was so good that I had to go back and watch Hereditary again, which we'll talk about in a minute, and it completely changed my appreciation for that movie. So if you go back and listen to our old episode, I recant half of that stuff. But <laughs> uh, it's on you, Double Black. Um, so real quick, just want to go over our rating systems for new listeners, people who haven't like listened in a while. Uh, SJs stand for... Uh, in my case, Sam Jackson's or uh, Stony Jackson's. That's Core cool Windows. That's Core cool Windows. Core cool Windows need to be here to say that. Stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's him though. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like my point is, it's a positive. We, we have a two. We have a two scaled system. SJs are positives. So like Star screams are negative. And so, uh, it's the things we liked in the movie. The more we liked it, we give them more oh, SJs, yeah. and the less we like it, we give them more star screams. So just so you know, just you know, and we know people coming in and out, and we got a lot of new listeners. So I just wanted to, you know, give people a heads up on what that meant. Um, so for me, uh, right out the gate, I give it two SJs, and I give it four star screams. Nice. Um, Damn. So I didn't. I mean, I really didn't like this movie. <laughs> I you know, nice. uh, I like it a little bit more than I liked uh, Hereditary, nice. but. 
for me, if you don't have active characters, I, mean, I say it again. You know, my favorite horror film. You mean you listed yours is Cabin is Cabin in the Woods. I don't count Aliens as really okay. as a horror I was film. Say Aliens is a Aliens film. is transcendent because it's a horror film. It's an action film. It's a it's sci-fi. A, it's sci-fi. It's a war movie. If I mean, more than anything, Aliens is a war movie actually. Okay. Um, yes. So, yes. If it has to go down to one, category. if it has to go down to one category, if you Aliens, go on IMDb is yeah. a horror movie. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> it would be a bunch of things. It would be a bunch of things. I, I agree. And but so, but anyway, my point is I'll not to get it. not to get sidetracked. Is uh, this film is not my favorite horror film? Is Cabin in the Woods because it has active protagonists who actively once they figure out what's going on, they fight against it. Um, and See, if you I use aliens, that's a horror movie. I just think it's got monsters in it. Like I think that's a comedy. So yeah, that's you know to me that's. Um, that you know that that's what uh that's what a movie in a horror genre is really good to me is if they fight against if they figure out what's happening and they fight against it but you know what is happening is so overwhelming that they can't fight against it but anyway um so this movie was not a good movie in my opinion it was not a a good horror movie what i will say kind of on the piggybacking on what laser beam said is having studied film and been in film classes and done all that kind of stuff it is the scenes are textbook really good scenes taking separately there's great scenes of character interaction and character dialogue and the the choices the actor makes and the way the scenes are paced and the beats of the scene and the camera work that is all great yeah. Ari Aster is a really good at making individual scenes and yeah. making a, a a film that is well put together on the overall um like i said the scene of the shot when the thing's going upside down when they're going into the, as, they, as they drive in the, as the they only drive car in, that they yeah. have, or one of the yeah. two cars. And he's have. really good. Like you said, I agree with Callis. He ha- there's an impending sense of dread from the moment this movie begins. Like there, You feel like something is wrong, something is off, and he's really good at setting mood and tone that way. Um, but I, his characters just don't. They're too one-dimensional, they're too one-note, and they're yes. too reactive and passive for me. I like yes. They're just sitting there doing, you know, like taking all this in while like horrible stuff is happening around them. And being they tripping balls. I mean, and maybe that's just you know you walk through life with your own lenses. I don't take drugs. I don't do hallucinogens. Of course, of and course. I wouldn't and like you know maybe the first day there I would do some because we're all. But once my friends start disappearing, I would be like I need to be sober minded. I need to figure out what's going on because my friends are disappearing for too long a periods of time. No thank you. I'm pouring this crap out on the ground, and that's the way I look at it. And they didn't do that, and so I couldn't connect with these characters I couldn't they, they also didn't always tell them there was drugs and stuff yeah cause they'd be yeah. like what's what is this they'd be yeah. like oh just tea yeah or just lemonade but like and you can obviously like, like see that <laughs> you can obviously see I that I personally <laughs> have not not done a lot of drugs so like so. maybe I would see something like that but <laughs> I, I was I like, I mean, I could students. see it. I was like, there's something in that. Like, you know, I think that you're was, lying. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a textbook good film in <laughs> like terms of the way it's put together <laughs> and giving you this <laughs> sense of dread. But there's too many red flags that the main characters ignore yeah, and they're too exactly. reactive. The and opposite too, of Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, exactly. They just like, bad shit happens. I'm like, that's a red, like, red flag on the field. They're red high flag. on Cabin in the Woods too. <laughs> so like half of the shit that you get from them kids mm-hmm. in Cabin in the Woods may not have been their actual, like, Persona. But they recognize what's happening and then they start to fight against it. Yeah, you know. It. So anyway, yeah. that's where I'm at. Two SJs uh, because I liked it a little bit better than Hereditary, uh, and it's a very well put together film. In it, but the 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 narrative and the characters four star screens because they were just so reactive and passive. I like and, it. And ignored way too many red flags. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. So, but. Yeah, so that's why we do this. Yeah, that's why we do this. That's, that's why, why we do, do this. this. Um, in, in this instance, uh, we we you know we wanted to compare it to our old episode, Hereditary, which we've said a couple of times. And uh, 
you know, I, my last statement uh, I'll say is that because it made me go back and watch Hereditary again, there's a lot of small things that Ari does and in in his movies. I don't say Ari Oster. I'm not. I don't like to call him by first names. I don't know him. Um, but uh, Ari Oster, you know, he does a lot of things uh, that are small and subtle, but they really increase that level of terror. Terror, you know. Um, and you have to catch those things now. What I'll say is that is not always most conducive to the best horror film because not everybody's gonna grab that terror, but it's it, it's like it's like playing a video game and watching a movie at the same time, kind of sorta. Um, because you got to pay attention to the little stuff. You got to really watch it. And I went back and watched Hereditary again, and I was telling the guys that like f- the first time seeing it, I didn't even see half of the stuff like that he was trying to put across as scary. And now that I see it, I'm like, yo, I see some of that shit like when I'm not watching the movie. Like uh, there's one sequence in Hereditary where uh, the daughter of the, the older woman that passes away is in a room that she used to frequent. And she's looking into the room and she doesn't realize that, I don't think. Um, but the apparition of her mom is staring back at her. But she has like the smile. I saw of that pain the first on. time. I didn't see it. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it, son. She was, oh, you're she talking... Was, I thought you were saying some stuff I... Like, I saw that. That's the, but that, no, I mean, that, but there's other things, too. Like, right. there's the There's, like, the... the I didn't see it. Yeah, see it? Like, you didn't see it. The what? sequence... The sequence where the mom is standing in the mirror, she closes it, and Paymon symbols on the uh, top with the demon standing behind her for a second, and it goes away immediately. All right. Like, there's a bunch of little stuff like that. And it's all dark and shadowed over. You can't see it. Bring and, the light. Bring, right. Bring in the light. Make it overt... I think that's what Midsummer did, um, and I don't There's know. There's a lot like, of light in Midsummer. I want to hit you with my take between Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Midsummer. Um, essentially, I think Ari's. I'm gonna call him Ari. Uh, <laughs> I think he's improved a little bit. Uh, Mr. Aster, if you're nasty. Yeah. Oh man. Aster I'm, I'm is it, not nasty. Is uh, Hebrew for star. Um, so he. Uh, I think he improved uh, a lot with um, his... uh, Essentially, like, I really, really hated the pacing of Hereditary. I thought it was extremely slow for no good reason. Hella slow burn. I thought it was a hella slow burn. I thought he was being too pretentious, and, like, his slowness was just like, ooh, builds tension. It was like, sure, maybe. (laughs) There's no real thing to to be scared of. That's my biggest issue with Hereditary. It's like, ooh, the tension of a dysfunctional white American family. That's what you've <laughs> built up. Like That's what's happening. <laughs> People in rural America are fucked up. That's <laughs> in suburban America. Suburban yeah. America. Not even rural. rural. Suburban. Not suburban America. Suburban America. It's their f- greatest fears. The yoga studio's <laughs> closed. Oh no, no Starbucks today. Oh god. Yeah. No, they hit it hard with a trauma in the family or whatever. Yeah. Kid. People die every day. Yeah. Um, anyway, right, so, so yeah, and that's ahead, and so ahead. he improved. Uh, he improved with uh, with this with this joint, and so good for him. Get better though. He got a lot of work to do. Get on your character. He's not making no more horror movies, so we won't. I don't well, care what kind of movie he makes. <laughs> like I'm afraid he will have the same sensibilities he has in these two movies yeah. that he'll bring over to other directors movies, where he focuses on one protagonist. Directors are like all humans, like. They they kind of get into a niche and, and they, they don't they, really change. and they don't really change. Okay. I can do that. So, Very few directors yeah, change. Like, 100%. As Spike Lee does not do a slow moving uh, cam. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Which Spike Lee movie does not have a slow moving cam shot? Cam shot. <laughs> I'm just saying, or whoever and whatever. Yeah. As uh, Michael Bay not to do 
low, what is it called? Low flow. With Swe- sweep low with the telephone. Yeah, ask him not to do that. Now he does it with drones and he thinks it's real cool, but it's the same shit. You know, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Everybody does their Exactly. Ask Steven Spielberg not to hit Hans Zimmer with the beat. Drop the beat, Hans. Yeah, so. I'm getting him in emotional feels. Ari needs to get off, like, the one protagonist thing. Like, actually, I thought he lost. He had better character development in Hereditary than he did in, with uh, other characters than he did with Juicy. I would 100% agree. I, like I would 100% agree, but I think so. that Hereditary so is like more about ca- character development than yeah. Midsummer is. Midsummer yeah. is more about like mm-hmm. the the dissonance, like the, the the cognitive dissonance that drugs put you in, and like yeah. the the kind of like state you can be in and things you miss and what yeah. trauma does to you and stuff like that. Whereas right. like trauma on a a cognitive level with like people who are all dealing with it around you can yeah. create you know family turmoil and mm-hmm. that's what hereditary is you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like so i think he did it on purpose like i agree like you're 100 percent correct but mm-hmm. i don't think he would necessarily say he sees that as a bad thing nor do i i got to keep seeing his movies to yell at him yeah anyway yeah, yeah. yeah i'm all not right. all right I'm well <laughs> double black what you got um i mean I like this movie more than I liked Hereditary because I think it was more well put together from a filmmaker standard standpoint. Like his, like like we talked about, you know, his scenes are very well put together. You know, uh, in terms of the camera work, the acting, the pacing, like all that, all those kinds of elements. But again, uh, for me, Hereditary was just too like suburban white, like you know, people. The main crux is these people don't talk to each other. They don't deal with them themselves in the way a family should. And it's just so foreign to my experience that I was just like, I can't freaking deal with this. Like this, you know, non-communication, you know, is causing all these problems. And so, um, but you know, it's, it's just slightly better. Um, I'm kind of done with his films. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I mean, I went to this one because everyone was talking about it and Jordan Peele said what he said about it. And I'm just kind of done with like you know his his style of filmmaking because mm. it's not really character driven. It's not yeah. really um, uh, narrative driven. It's it's more you know he, he it's hard to explain, but he's more of a visual storyteller in that it's like he's driven it, by the pain more than yeah yeah exactly the, the yeah. catharsis yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's a more he's an emotional storyteller. Yeah. That's that's and a it, good but way but to it, put it, it. it. He's an emotional, and I'm it not doesn't really tell the whole story yeah. because you don't yeah. tell it from every perspective. Yeah. But I need you like exactly from the too. pain. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like you can have it, an emotional story, but I'm just like we got to get off this island. These dinosaurs are coming to kill us, and a hurricane. Yeah, he has this backdrop of this Paymon cult and uh with this biological redditor thing or, or with this uh norwegian swedish cult doing their thing like i don't like that he uses those as like backgrounds to like flush out just this emotional trauma with this breakup or this family that can't talk to themselves yeah i'm more interested in the world building he does like because he does do interest he does a lot of research because that cult really did exist in sweden until like oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. To the 1910s and so he and paymons was a real demon that people worshipped and, and did things and formed cults around and so he does his research and I'm in, he does really good world building but he doesn't take it to the step further of like you know tell it, me a story yeah it's it's like tell me a story it's like having Thanos do all this stuff and then you don't you focus more on 
will they or won't they break up between Wanda and, and, and Vision. Yeah, and so, while the Infinity War is going on in the background. The background. Infinity War is, and it's just like Wanda and Vision, like, you know, and they're really uh, passive-aggressive about it. I get it, that. I get it. And the and scene, so, the scene that, Yeah, that, Vision's impotency issues that that to of death. like, I'm a robot, can I perform for Wanda? The scene that says Wanda's that in Midsummer issue. to death is the scene after pretty much everybody but the two of them, Christian and Danny, are, are gone, like they're, yeah. they're dead or whatever, and they're sitting at that breakfast table and all she can do is stare at him and think about like whether or not he was trying to mess with the red hair bitch. Yeah, like, yeah. All, your, all your fucking friends are, are missing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's like, again, she gets <laughs> caught up. In, yeah, exactly. Get like, yeah, she's caught up in her pettiness of just like, is my man fucking around on me? And he <laughs> and he's steady. Like, yo, I need to find my. She people. should be worried about. He was worried about that. He was like, I yeah. just kind of want to find my friends yeah. and go, but I don't kinda, want to. Find. Yeah. He was kind of worried about it, but he was also like being like, I need to steal this anthropology from this black dude, which we didn't even really talk about. That was a real issue for me. Ari Aster does not know how to write black people. Because that black dude was, I was really angry about that black dude because yeah. he was like, he should have, like, black people are like war machine, in my opinion, when they're just like, you don't go into the temple of the power stone. Exactly. And just like, want to talk about why, you know, like, I will get, oh, yeah, why Endgame yeah. is great. And another because they know how to write black people. And Don Cheadle's a real black person in that movie. He's like, yeah, you go into the temple of doom if you want to. It's called the temple of doom. And she's like, what are you talking about? I love that scene. And he's like, go ahead. Go ahead. This is when the spikes come out with skeletons at the end of them. And like, this black dude is just like, I'm going to go right up into their ancient thing and nothing's going to happen to me. I'm like, yo, bro. on that shit the whole movie, though. I mean, I did appreciate that he was a... an academic yeah. that was an interesting take like they didn't make him a thug or like you know some kind yeah. of generic and he had yeah. the idea to study yeah. these people first yeah. like, and so, yeah. I think like that but that, Christian was trying to steal it from him so right. fuck and Christian. I think he was fighting for it like he knew Christian wouldn't do something like that so in order to make his like his yeah. project like more Better. valid like I to. got pictures of the ancient scrolls dog like you yeah. can't negate me when you do exactly. dirt you gotta have your voice. Well, that's boys what with I you. said. That's what I said that's about you know when I saw it and when I, my girl was asking me, she's not from America. She was asking me. I was just like, one of the overlying messages that a lot of black men from the previous generation have put on younger black men is, if you want to beat the white man, you gotta work twice as hard. Oh. So you gotta wake up early, and so that's what you know. In that um, regard, he kind of maybe accidentally captured it. Like you gotta wake up early, and, and that's what I while they're more sleeping. so than that, he was trying not to have his like that was his original idea. idea. Yeah, he said that to his people. friends and. Yeah confidence to like so, be like yo i have this really good idea mm. and i think it's going to be great so and then one of his friends yeah. was like well i already went and talked to him i took that idea they told me i could do that so yeah. now he's on like well i gotta be yeah. on something and this is a typical shit. white man stealing some black man stuff yeah. so like he may have like kind of like, accidentally fell into the whole like the black man has to work harder to defeat the white man i think he trope. was a chump about it yeah. you know what i'm saying like i don't care what kind of drugs i'm on i'm punching in your face if you come and tell me something <laughs> like that but like i like at the same time i can see like you know yeah. Like yeah. why you would try and break the rules at that point? Yeah. Cause like he tried to do everything the right way. Yeah. And then this dude is coming to tell me because I told you a couple of hours ago that this is my idea. Yeah. You can't think of nothing cool enough. Yeah. So you gonna go and steal my idea, bro? That's cool. Who, That's you, how we ha, rocking, have you, right? Have you met white men? That's, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's how we rocking, right? So let's do it like this. Especially the 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 not cool ones. The not so, cool ones. Yeah. I get what you're saying, a hundred percent. But I kind of liked that character because yeah, he wasn't so. your conventional black guy yeah you know anyway yeah, yeah. so but right. the, you know see midsummer yeah, it's an interesting it film it's it's you know it's obviously got a lot to talk about it is really long though it's over two hours so just so you know yeah two and a um, half hours long so um which is another red flag for me but anyway um 
but uh, I like it better than Hereditary. Movie. Maybe watch Hereditary and then watch this and see what you got to say. Hit us in the comments. Let us know. Yeah. All right. um, like, subscribe, comment, begin podcast. Share. Out. We love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. We almost over 4,000 aggregated listens. Keep listening. I know that ain't a lot, but we